to the 220th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and I'm here with fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Do you see what I'm doing? Yeah, Do you know that's this? the Bushwhackers. Yeah, I'm doing the Bushwhacker thing. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's me. Real ones know. I'm an official Bushwhacker. That was, was doing a, like a crowd hype chant. way to walk in the oh, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. <laughs> yeah. What wrestlers made up the Bushwhackers? I actually don't know off the top of my head. I know. That's you my first trivia there. question. Oh, no. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> Ray and... Billy Ray and Cyrus. I don't know. <laughs> I might be able Billy to pull Ray, it. Billy Ray, and Cyrus. But those are not bad wrestler names. You have to admit. No, they are very good, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's just I got might... two, first name, two first wrestler names for mm-hmm. a full name. Hey, if it works, it works. Don't tell How are hard. you? I'm doing good. I saw a very good movie recently called Nope. Barbarian? Oh, oh you saw Nope. Finally saw Nope. Now that How it's was on it? streaming. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was chewing on it for a couple days afterwards. That's how I knew it was a good movie is because like three days later, I was still thinking about it. Headline, headline reads, Lee says, yep to nope. There it is. There no it is. editing. No notes. Writes itself. Mm-hmm. No notes. <laughs> yeah, I won't spoil anything. Um, Please. Interesting. Uh, I won't spoil anything. I'm not going to say anything about it. I recommend it, though. And I thought it was good. And uh, if you want to have a discussion about that, maybe we can talk about that on the Discord channel or something. We'll have a thread going. Mm-hmm. I did already have some of it spoiled for me. I am not oh, a you person who. Seen it. No, I have not. I no. I thought I remember you telling me you went to the theater. Kept to see making this. plans to go see it. They kept falling oh. through. It was going to be a Friday night thing. You, Didn't now happen. I remember you put off recording the podcast. You said I have to go see Nope that night. Yeah, and guess and what? Now look at that. And you guess didn't even what? See nope. And guess what? Nope. Oh. <laughs> but I, I did hear all about it, and I did hear about. Um, yeah, we can talk about it off mic. Um, but I did hear a little bit about it. I, you know, I'm not much of a spoiler guy. I don't really care much. I know a lot of mm-hmm. people do, and I would yeah. get mad at people for spoiling, like especially when Marvel movies were running rampant with like you know, big reveals all the time or like TV shows, of course, like game of Thrones and stuff. Um, and I would get mad and people would be like, why do you care? And I'd be like, I don't, but I know that people do. And I don't have to care to know that they care and to not be a dick to them. Absolutely. (laughs) People, people, whatever reason they love to be, uh, they love to be shitty. And I don't think we just we mentioned this. Just a quick rundown. Nope is a uh, horror movie. Came out earlier mm. this year. It's by Jordan Peele, who directed Get Out and Us. And uh, those are you know very different horror movies than the uh, the typical horror movie. And this is very different from those even. And uh, it reminded me of uh, some classic horror films by like Steven Spielberg. Um, and, uh, it, it just, it, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty terrifying at times and it can get pretty gory if you can get past that. Um, and you like the movies that have like a lot of tension in them and you like, uh, I would say if you like Quentin Tarantino movies, if you like his like energy 
Uh, this mm-hmm. felt very Tarantino-ish as well. So, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to be in the league of Spielberg and Tarantino, I think you're doing pretty good. Hell and, yeah. And this might be my favorite of his three movies. So that's my spoiler-free review. I recommend it. Um, I think I rated it four and a half stars, but I might <laughs> I might bump that bad boy up to five. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie. Wow. It works on multiple layers. There's the superficial layer, and then if you want to explore this, if you like exploring the symbolism of movies or symbolism in movies, there are so many different things that you can look at in this movie. And there's all sorts of stuff going on in this, plus just a superhero, or not superhero, a um, blockbuster-level horror movie that that you Hmm. can watch on a superficial level, is what I was trying to say. Ah. Um, Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff from Jordan Peele. Nope. All right. Good. I don't. I'll I, definitely this check is it not out. a movie podcast, but <laughs> yeah. that's that's what I've been up to lately. I've been thinking about that that movie. But yeah, family's good. Been stewing on Nope. We did some uh, we did some trivia this week. I had Stranger Things trivia, mm. which uh, I'd be happy to tell you about in our weekly wrap up. I'd be happy to hear about it. You want to do that now? Let's do it. Okay. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company last week, a tumultuous quiz number 454 saw Atomic County, just two members from their team. Uh, there was one lone player at the beginning, and he was like, oh, my girlfriend's on her way, and I think we're going to get some other people, but I don't, I don't know. They should be here by now. He seemed a little nervous. They started with an early lead in round one before dropping to fifth place in round two. Making mm. room for the three must get beers at the top of our leaderboard. However, round three saw a return to form for the duo Atomic County, ending our quiz in first place with 101 points. Mom says I'm a smart ass. That would be Alita and her mom in second place with 97 points. And Trivia Source Rex in third with 93 points. Alita pretty much uh just dominating every trivia that she's been seriously between yours and mine she won your trivia a couple weeks ago if i'm not mistaken you're not wrong you are correct uh thursday night we were at ollie's pub quiz number 455 began with just the tips and that team over there tying for lead position after round one oh it was uh that team over there hates asians this was mm. the peanut the dog team and uh they noticed that uh their other team which had a maximum number of seven uh, players had shuffled them all off to the side many of them asian uh, so they dubbed themselves that team over there hates Asian and actually getting real heat from the room. It's crazy how quickly that Jesus. works. They just, I read the team name out and the whole room. Boo. So they were, they really bought into it. Uh, anyways, just the tips and them t- tying the lead for position after round one, both teams surpassed in round two <laughs> by as you wish, who ended the quiz in first place with 114 points. Congratulations to, uh, Dallas and Madden Company, uh, just the tips and Dead Mouse in a trench coat. That is the real team that uh, was being direct. Their their the hated ire was being directed at their at their uh, direction. Dead Mouse in a trench coat, tying for second place, and that team over there in third with seventy nine points. I can't tell what takes precedence in my feelings. 
the fact that I, I can't tell if I like more the um, automatic hatred of anti-Asians, um, mm-hmm. which I am very, uh, I, I love very much, or the automatic belief without looking more into what was going on to realize that they had been had. <laughs> it was fascinating. Yes. It, yeah. I you mean, like, it. yeah, it's uh, it's it's a wonderful thing, but done wrong. Uh, I, I find myself feeling this way about a, a good chunk of uh, uh, not leftist politics, but specifically a lot of Democrats where I'm like, no, don't be dumb. Don't do this dumb thing because I like a lot of what you stand for, but God damn it. Don't be stupid. A lot of stupid stuff please going on no. every once in a while. Yeah, please yeah. don't, don't make yourself look like a ding dong. <laughs> We've got enough ding dongs out there already on the other side. <laughs> Seriously, please. We don't yeah. need to be adding um, any more ding dongs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all filled up on ding dongs here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This mm. side, that side. I shouldn't say other side. There are multiple sides. This is not a uh, oh, yes. duality here. Um, yeah. This is anyways. a D100. <laughs> we were back at Ollie's Pub on Saturday, September 17th for Upside Down Trivia, Stranger Things Pub Quiz. Just the tips proving most knowledgeable initially, maintaining the lead in rounds one and two. But round three saw left of Vecna. That would yes. be left of sanity in their Stranger Things form. Left of Vecna, covering the most ground, ending our quiz in first place with 90 points. Just the tips in second with 78 points. And Howling Commandos coming out from our Marvel trivia to Stranger Things uh, and coming in third with 76 points. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to them. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza this week? Lee... It was fucking nuts. We had 25 teams. Woo, um, I mean, this place was pumped. And I don't know what the fuck was going on, but every goddamn seat in the place was taken up. Uh, plus, we had three teams playing on Zoom. Seth making a uh, appearance. Let's see if he was able to get onto the scoreboard. The first and second round going to the Dog Pound, winning the first round with 27 points, uh, winning only by two points, uh, winning the second round with 39 points. Um, but the last round went to, with 75 points, the Department of Justice is now investigating Mark Davis. That is Seth playing by his lonesome, winning the third round. So congratulations to him. Whiskey Tang winning the overall night with 90 points ah. um, but Seth uh, coming up uh, coming up from behind in that third round getting that last question right and uh, helped catapult him into stardom all right mm. wonderful yes we both had 90 point winners this week there you go that's something it can be done hey it yeah. can be done yeah you say it can't be done guess what looks like it can Looks like as you wish, uh, 114 points. Not that our quizzes have the same scoring metric, but you know, just for Thank analysis you. here, uh, as you wish with 114 points, Atomic County with 101, Left of Vecna with 90, and Whiskey Tango with 90. That's our winners go. list of the week. Fantastic. If you missed it, and you'd like to join us soon for trivia Wednesdays. We're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company 
in Fort Myers, Florida, for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor this week. It will be Fat Thor Smash Burgers. Our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Company starts at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards! You can win free cards, and you can order tasty, tasty sandwiches. I'm making my way down the menu, Mark. I've had five of them now. Oh, I haven't had any of them. I need to go down there and get some. No. I I would like to recommend the die die my bologna. I know you don't like cheese. That's but true. Would you eat a cheeseburger? Or no? would I? Yeah, I mean I guess, but I prefer without cheese. Oh, you would. Well, you could probably <laughs> ask them to leave the cheese off. They'll make it however you want. Well, I hope so. Jesus they will. Christ. Well, no, they Fuck actually. You. Put, no, no, no. The, at the menu, they say like we'll literally make any sandwich any way you want. So mm. if there's other ingredients from other things you want. They'll throw that on. They have, uh, I think, eight hot sandwiches and eight cold sandwiches. Yes. A Greek-style cold sandwich called the Uncle Jesse that had hummus and tzatziki and some like spicy uh, red pepper jam on it. It was really Ooh, nice. And that was daddy. like on this like fluffy white bread. Very filling. And conversely, I had the Rammstein, a roast beef sandwich with uh, sauerkraut and cheese and uh, horseradish. Um, and the die die my bologna. It's just, it's so Ollie's. It's so perfect. It's a uh, fried bologna sandwich with cheese and pickles on a potato roll, uh, wrapped in, it's like grilled. The bun is grilled and stuff and wrapped up all tight. Like a panini. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I do want. They got that every day of the week that they're open. I think they're closed on Mondays, but every other day you can go to Ollie's, get those sandwiches. But we're there for trivia on Thursdays. Win some gift cards. Get some free Sammies. You know, that's mm. an idea. There you go. And, of course, think every week it. in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. <laughs> what and noise please, am I making? don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, <laughs> including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us won't, Won't you? you? Let's take a break. Let's do some fucking trivia. Let's. We are back. Mark, this is a question that comes to us from the late 60s in uh, music and pop culture history. You, you said that like it was a rate my question. <laughs> like, this question comes to us. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? He's going to ask me other Well, it's concerning questions. the late 60s, you know? Okay. All right. Which member of the Beach Boys spent the summer of 1968 living with and giving advice on the music business... To Charles Manson. 
famed killer and mastermind, convicted killer. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it was Brian Wilson, but it might have been one of the other Wilson brothers. I kind of think it's Dennis Wilson. I'm going to guess Dennis Wilson. That's correct. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep. Dennis Wilson and Charles Manson. They were buddies. (laughs) Good. Good for them, (laughs) I I guess. I don't know if that's good. How weird. Well, yeah, I guess it's not good, but you know. Uh, yeah, Charles Manson, uh, apparently, um, I think I've heard a song or two of his in MP3 format floating around online. Um, I think people considered him to be gifted. Certainly Dennis Wilson did, thought that he was uh, musically talented. Um, but yeah, yeah, kind of soured on him, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, and with good reason. The only, well... There were a couple of good members of the Beach Boys, but obviously Brian is the the true goat. He's the throat goat. I mean, for his, yeah, it's a pretty good voice, actually. <laughs> he's the throat goat of his time. <laughs> They're all pretty good singers. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he absolutely. was he was the mastermind of that group, you know. Mm-hmm. He was uh, fighting for the forces of good, I believe. Oh boy, I don't know what are these questions I've asked you before. Uh, so we're in for we're in for a little bit of a treat. Here's your first question: What cereal, first released in 1948, featured an anthropomorphic cartoon bear who would exclaim, "It's got the crunch with punch." Hmm. What cereal, first released in 1948, featured an anthropomorphic cartoon bear who would exclaim, "It's got the crunch with punch." Hmm. I feel like I can see this bear. Maybe he's wearing like a blue What's he sweater. Look like? Mm, like that's a, him. A brown bear with a blue sweater. That's him. Okay. And I want to say it's uh like honey smacks or sugar smacks, but that's that's a different mascot. That's Smacks the Frog. Is it called Golden Crisp? Can I hear the question one more time, please? Absolutely. What cereal first released in 1948 featured an anthropomorphic cartoon bear who would exclaim, it's got the crunch with punch. It's got the crunch with punch. Makes me think of Hawaiian punch. Now that mascot, he was a little aggro. Wouldn't you say? A little angry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> talk about assault and battery. He's walking around knocking people out, right? Yeah. Am I remembering those correct those commercials correctly? I believe so. He was walking around punching people, right? Yeah, and it would say Hawaiian punch. How about it? Mm-hmm. He's the original One Punch Man. Um, I'm going to go with Golden Crisp. Sorry, that's incorrect, but so close. Honey Crisp. Oh, no. Honey Crisp. Honey Originally crisp. known as Sugar Crisp, Honey Crisp was the highest sugar-concentrated cereal until Honey Smacks came around. 
Um, and honey smacks? Uh, yes, honey smacks with smacks the frog, highest amount of sugar. So they started oh. uh, trying to curtail. You know, they started talking about the vitamin, the vitamins and minerals that it had originally called sugar crisp. Yeah. Originally called sugar crisp. They changed it to honey crisp to focus on the honey flavor instead of the sugar, not golden crisp. Mm -mm. (sighs) Damn. So, Oh, was it not called sugar smacks originally? Did they, were they both called sugar versions and they both changed to honey? I thought that sugar smacks turned into honey smacks. So you're saying sugar crisp turned into honey crisp? No, no, hold on now. Hold on. This is interesting. Hold on for a minute. Okay. Golden crisp is a correct answer. It is one of the names that it was uh changed to apparently. Hot damn. So it was originally called sugar crisp. Yeah. So go ahead and give yourself a ding ding ding. Thank you. Um Wow. So yeah. What a roller coaster of emotions. Indeed. Yeah, Golden Crisp. That's correct. You know, when you said it, I was like, that sound that sounds and feels right. And I open it up and sure enough, there's that motherfucking bear with a and he was like a little crooner. He 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 was a little singer. Oh nice. Should have teamed up with the California raisins. They got a raisin golden crisp cereal going. There you go. Cause they were like the temptations, right? Did the temptations do the voice of the California raisins? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they did temptation songs. So sugar smacks was before the frog, it was sugar smacks. And then honey smacks introduced the frog mascot as well. So they, they were a sugar turned honey. Also looks like everybody took that sugar to honey, uh, twist the, <laughs> the sugar to honey pipeline. <laughs> there you go. And the California raisins were not on the TV show. Uh, anyway, the temptations lead vocals were sung sung by musician buddy miles Hmm. oh this is a sad wikipedia page it says origin and success merchandise and then the next section is decline and then the next section is post popularity and legacy jesus there's a section on decline and then post popularity and (laughs) legacy for the california raisins a fictional rhythm and blues animated musical group damn can you imagine like the gorillas having that on their page decline how depressing popularity what the fuck (laughs) happened apparently nothing good and to be completely frank with you uh, i don't even see anything Saying that sugar crisp became honey crisp. Uh, I might have just fucked that up and it was supposed to be sugar crisp and golden crisp. And I might have just uh or golden crisp my, and honey crisp, you mean? Started thinking of uh sugar crisp and no, uh because it was sugar crisp and then golden crisp. Uh there was never any honey crisp. So there is no honey crisp. What the hell's wrong with me? Damn. Well, you got it right. I made it right. Thank you very much. Of course. Of course. How about how about a question about serial killers? Going from serial to serial killers, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fellow serial killer Edmund Kemper, we've talked about Edmund Kemper on the podcast. Do you remember him? I do from Mindhunter. He's on my. He's a character on Mindhunter. Well, he's from Mindhunter. Yeah. He's no. He's he's a character killing people. Yeah. He's there's a character based on him. Want to jerk in, off in the to show. shoes. Mindhunter. I think he also holds the record for most audiobooks narrated from in prison. He's like a audiobook narrator now. Interesting. 
Um, anyways, while he was brutalizing the greater Santa Cruz region in the early 70s, murdering people, another man by the name of Herbert Mullen also killed 13 people in the area, confusing authorities before being caught and claiming that the killings intended to prevent what natural phenomenon based on instructions given to him telepathically by his father. Now, this is not uh, what I would call a short and sweet question, but I know this is Uh-oh. a style of trivia that some people like, so this is my attempt at writing a storytelling style. I'm, I'm branching tell you, out a little bit here. And I'll tell you, yeah, it's damn good. Thank you. Love it. While fellow serial killer Edmund Kemper brutalized the greater Santa Cruz region in the early 70s, Herbert Mullen also killed 13 people in the area, confusing authorities before being caught and claiming that the killings intended to prevent what natural phenomenon based on instructions given to him telepathically by his father, or so he claimed. Natural phenomenon. 13. I wonder how quickly he did it. Natural phenomenon. Natural phenomenon is a interesting uh, way to phrase it. First thing that came to mind was like the uh, Aurora Borealis. But I mean, that happens every year. So you'd have to fucking hurry up to kill 13 people. Also, why would you be worried about that? I wonder if it's the Hale Bop Comet. I'm going to say Hale Bop. No, Mark, I'm sorry. Uh, he claimed that his killings were preventing earthquakes being in California and all. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also explained that the Vietnam War had been providing enough blood to, I guess, satisfy the earth to prevent earthquakes. But since it was winding down, uh, he dis- or he was told his father told him telepathically to take matters into his own hands. Chisenbop. What is that? That's a good question. Chisenbop, an abacus-like finger-counting method used to perform basic mathematical operations, gets its name from the words for finger calculations in what language? Chisenbop, that's C-H-I-S-A-N-B-O-P. Mm-hmm. Chisenbop, an abacus-like finger-counting method used to perform basic mathematical operations, gets its name from the words for finger calculations in what language? Hmm. Well, um, a lot of you know early development of math comes from Asia, and this sounds like an Asian name for this. So, uh, I'm thinking it's, it's maybe somewhere close to India. You said what language? Yes. Well, I'm thinking this is very old. So, uh, like it could be like fertile crescent old. Is that where the fertile? No, that's not where the fertile crescent is. That's in, uh, Western Asia, right? Yeah, I believe it's in like Iraq. Iran. Yeah, yeah. India is. Uh, oh, what's the infertile crescent? What's the ancient name for that area? Um. Hmm. 
It's not Pakistani. Well, I don't know that it's not. I shouldn't say it's not. But let's see here. Let's just sus. Just a general sus. Brainstorm and sus. Hindu. Pakistani. Um, mm, what is the ancient culture from there? Could be Nepalese. Finger abacus. Interesting. I mean, you know, everybody knows that like nine trick for the multiplication where you put your fingers out and then you just count the number of the nines being times by. But this seems like a much more advanced version of that that could have multiple uses, not just nines. Um, it's not, oh, man. I, oh, gosh. This is killing me. What is the name of that ancient culture? Uh, you had like a 20 minute sauce on your first question last episode. So I feel like I can take my time here. I'm owed a little time, a little sus in time, but I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. Is it the Indus Valley? That is what I was thinking. But Indus Valley, I don't think is a language. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. That's so close to India. How, how could I not re- remember that? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, Nepalese. Sorry, that's incorrect. Invented in the 1940s, actually. No what? Fertile Crescent here. <laughs> Certainly yep. not. According to the Complete Book of Chisenbop by Hang Young Pai, Chisenbop was created in the 1940s in Korea by Sung Jin Pai and revised by his son, mm. Hang Young Pai, who brought the system to the United States in 1977. Here's a little picture. Oh, it's going to be very, very bright. Um, but you basically yeah. have certain uh, fingers that stand for certain numbers, yeah. and uh, you can use your fingers to put them on the table and use them abacus style uh, for quick mathematics. I love using my finger abacus style. <laughs> Do it all I mean, the time. You mean by like moving your fingers, or are you just like mentally marking like the segments of your fingers to count? I don't know how the fuck to do it. I heard it in an episode of uh, Freedom, and I was like, that's a good trivia question. I don't want to say, like, you know, I knew this or anything. That's not why I'm saying this. But I did think Korea for one reason that I'll I'll say now, and that is uh, bibimbap is a type of Korean food. So, yeah, there's a phonetic similarity there. And maybe I should have floated that idea to myself. Bibimbap is Korean for, on that, for food calculations. Mm, yeah, yummy yummies. <laughs> Speaking of food, mm-hmm. a sushi question. Now, you love fish. That's I've known you for so long, and I pride myself on knowing exactly what types of foods that my, my friends like. You're yeah. one of my closest friends, mm-hmm. and I just know how much not only do you love fish, you love raw fish. You know... Nothing warms my gullet more than some slimy fucking eel, all cold. That just, oh, God, it sounds so good. Well, here's a question to get your appetite going. Great. (laughs) We're dripping with sarcasm here, folks. Yes. What is the term for a slice of fresh fish which tops a mound of vinegar-seasoned sushi rice? What is the term for a slice of fresh fish 
which tops a mound of vinegar seasoned sushi rice. The Japanese term. I know I probably know this word because I know loads of people who love sushi. Um, I want to say it starts with a T. Um, I, I know I've heard the word before, but I don't know what it is. I'll say sashimi. No, that was a very popular answer, though. And, and I know it's it's like sushi. It's just a little bit different, but I had to say something. Well, sashimi is actually the term just for the fish. It's just okay. a plain piece of fish with nothing oh, okay. else going on. But I actually thought that what I described was sashimi until I learned about this word, nigiri. nigiri. I have seen that. I've seen that word around. I didn't know what the fuck it was. But yep, and that is that is the term for. Uh, sometimes you can get it in the you know sushi section at the grocery store if you're like me. If you're going out to a nice restaurant, sometimes that's also like me. Sometimes I go out to for the nice sushi, but. Yes, nigiri. That Great. is the term for a fresh fish, a slice of fresh fish on top of seasoned sushi rice. A word I'll never have to use in my life. <laughs> well, Unless you've I asked go, me about oh, Japanese disgusting. terms that I'm not using. Unless <laughs> I say, oh, disgusting, it's nigiri. Here's your last question of the first round. Yuck. The largest of the 88 recognized constellations is named after what creature of Greek mythology? The largest of the 88 recognized constellations is named after what creature in Greek mythology? Hmm. The largest of the constellations. What creature? Um, let's see here. I wonder if going through the uh, astrology signs will help me. There is, uh, well, how could I forget the lion, Leo? I don't know if Leo is a uh, creature of Greek mythology, though. Um, Big Dipper, Little Dipper, Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, Ursa Major, Bear. Is there a bear from Greek mythology? I know I said I was going to go to the astrology yes, route, but I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm moving out of that. Uh, very quickly here. Behind. Um, that's the bear. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Capricorn is a goat. What else do we got? Gemini twins, Aquarius, uh, Taurus, the bull. These are not character fig creatures. There is Orion the Hunter. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should go to uh, just go with Greek mythology. Start naming some creatures of Greek mythology. There is uh, centaurs. There's uh, Medusa. Cycloptic giants. The Hydra. Cerberus. Cerberus sounds like a cool name for a constellation. And it's a three-headed dog. You need a lot of stars. Draw that out. I'll go with Cerberus. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> you were uh, you were kind of going down the right path. The correct answer is Hydra. 
Oh, Hydra. Really? Yes. I did not know there was a Hydra constellation. There is. Another creature with many heads, though. Mm-hmm. That's right. why I said you were going down the right path. I was barking up the wrong tree because it wasn't a dog. <laughs> All right. That's so That's funny. We got to take a break so I can laugh. All right. Let's do that. You can have a good laugh. We'll have a good break. We'll be back <laughs> with our second round of trivia. <laughs> And we're back, and we have a one or two miscorrections. Miscorrections. Oh, this is a late night record, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, I uh, we have a miscorrection from Dallas, who said uh, he's catching up on episodes, and he has a small miscorrection about the question uh, that you had about Hot Ones. The popular Hot Sauce Challenge web series Hot Ones by Complex Networks is uh, or Complex Network Complex Networks um, is filmed in which U.S. state should be rewarded as they do film some or most episodes at the Complex offices. I have often heard Sean state that the set is a simple backdrop that they have brought to other places where their guest was located. I believe Sean mm. even went to Europe for an episode. Um, so wow. making the qualifier primarily recorded would make it right. Thank you, Dallas. So there you go. Keeping it sharp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. If you'd uh, like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a rate my question. Or a missed correction or even just a little no note. You can do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six. And Lee, uh, please give us a rating and a review. Oh yeah. If, you have to do Come so. on if you're enjoying it, please. Every yeah. rating and review helps us out immensely. I might have to drop another beg of the people at my, on my fine Facebook group, my Facebook friends asking them, Hey, you listen to this friggin' thing. Consider it a personal help. Yeah. To rate our the shit our goal this. in that regard right now is to rank on the U S charts in uh, podcasts. We've never done it. So just to rank it all would be awesome. Rank it all. Like God sorted out. We sometimes get into, <laughs> we sometimes get on the the charts in some other countries, but we're usually on for like a week or two. Interestingly enough, if we have a question about like a uh, a particular country, we might show up on their charts for like a week, and then we're They're off asking again. a question about New Zealand. It's mm-hmm. my New Zealand accent. Lee, speaking of other countries, <laughs> let's hear the it. man of the hole. The last surviving member of the Tanaru people following their genocide by settlers in what country was found dead in a hammock recently? Mm. The man of the whole, the last surviving member of the Tanaru people following their genocide by settlers in what country was found dead in a hammock recently? Mm. 
Hmm. Mm. Hmm. There's so many little countries that are either administered by other larger countries, like the these um, smaller island nations, island states. Mm-hmm. And so when you say country, I think, is Guam a country? No. It's uh, island territory. But... Um, this is definitely a country. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, for it, sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm saying I don't know. I'm going through my list right now in my head. I'm not accused. This is not accusatory about your question at all. Just to make it clear. Please I'm believe just, me. I'm, I'm just sussing right now. Um, and I'm also like, I'm, I'm certain about Guam, but two others that are coming to mind are, uh, Samoa and the Philippines. Um, Philippinus and the Philippines. I'm pretty sure are country and not um, any kind of official designation of the United States. Samoa on the other hand might also be a country they might be a, they might be a, a a territory of the U.S. or they might just use the U.S. dollar as their currency. This could be s- somewhere closer to New Zealand, though. It could be New Zealand. I don't think it's Indonesia. I might have to go with New Zealand because the name. Sounds very Asian. And the Philippines is an Asian country, but it also has kind of a Latin vibe to its to its language. Um, so I'm going to go with New Zealand. Sorry, that's incorrect. <sighs> Brazil is the correct answer. Brazil. Oh, okay. Tanaru. Okay. Out in the South Amazon American. rainforest. Settlers went in there, killed all the Tanaru except for this one guy. If you go on YouTube and search for the man of the hole, there will be people with their fucking phones taking pictures of him and a video of him like he's some kind of fucking animal. It's very, very and weird. Exhibit. You know, I, I, I get it, right? I mean, like, the fact that there are still tribes of people and people that are not part of what we you know take part in in our society uh it's fascinating seeing people that still do stuff the hard way i i I completely get it but like have some fucking class the dude doesn't have a fucking cell phone like okay he he fucking hunts by like catching shit like can you not (laughs) like can can you just let this dude do what he wants to do he doesn't want to be in your society just fucking piss off like why are you going to go hunt dude down? It's very, I don't know. Yeah. R. It's fascinating. Him. Yeah. Big rip. Big rip. Mark, are you familiar with the uh, synthetic voice software Vocaloid? No. Never even heard of that. No? Oh, okay. Nope. Synthetic voice software Vocaloid was funded and developed by what company? 
that is the world's largest manufacturer of musical instruments. Synthetic mm. voice software Vocaloid was funded and developed by what company that is the world's largest manufacturer of musical instruments? Wow. You know, somebody comes to me with a category about Vocaloid. I got to do something with it. Because mm-hmm. nobody's heard. You've, you, you produce music and you've never heard of this. Yeah. I'm not super in the game. I don't, you know, I don't really fuck around with, I, I'm, you know, I'm like a garagey guy. You're not a synthy guy. Oh, I do. You know, I play in Dead Nettles with uh, Dave Groves, who we should have on the show at some point. He is very much a synthy guy. Um, but when I record, I, I don't know, you know, I'm just like, put mics in front of your drums. Now play the drums. I don't really fuck around with other shit too much. I'm too dumb for that. Um, but I mean, you know, the largest, the largest, what was it? Musical instrument manufacturer in the world. That's a great question. Um, I dressed it up a little bit. Yeah. And you did I'll give you the Vocaloid thing, but also for everybody else in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm guessing they have to make a wide variety of instruments. And the first company that comes to mind, because I also think of technology, Yamaha comes to mind. They make drums, they make guitars and basses, I think, kind of. They make tons of keyboards. Um, when I think of like other companies, like Gibson make guitars. Pearl makes drums. They don't really make much outside of that. So you're trying to think of someone who makes a wide variety. Uh, I'm going to guess Yamaha. Once again, you are correct. Oh, very nice. good. Yeah. Well done. They got skin Absolutely. in the game. Okay. Yeah. Nice little sus there. You put the pieces together. Thank you. Well, you, you wrote a great question, Lee. Thank you. It was, when you said Vocaloid, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm absolutely fucked. But I'm not. No, no, no. No, no, no. Here is uh, another question for you. What is the name of the home planet of the characters from Transformers? I'm going to answer this quickly. Cybertron. That's correct. Thank you. I initially had this switched where I asked Cybertron is the home planet of characters from what franchise, but I Mm. wanted to make it at least a little bit tougher for you. Good going. Thank you. Western movies or movie Westerns, however way you want to word it. Okay. Which landmark Western from director John Sturgis is a remake of a 1954 Japanese film by Akira Kurosawa? You might remember that director as being name dropped in the song One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, <laughs> featured on your podcast, Lyrics to Go, a song about lyrics that are questionable at best and have largely dodged public ridicule until now, hosted by yeah. yourself and Seth Ford. Sounds so good coming out of your mouth. You know I listen. It, we're uh, <laughs> we're on tell. episode, um, uh, let's see how this works. We just on Monday released episode 92. Yeah. And I think for episode 100, we want to have you back. So we're going to have to pick honored. a good song and, and have you come back. You'll be our first repeat, first repeat guest uh, for episode 100. We'll have to do a good one. Absolutely. I'd be honored. Thank you. I'm there. Um. 
Well, I know that the, I, I believe, I shouldn't say I know, but I'm pretty sure that the Akira Kurosawa, Akira Kurosawa, Kurosawa. Kurosawa movie is Seven Samurai. So, um, can you read the question one more time for me after you take that big gulp? You got it. Gulp, 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 gulp. <laughs> Which landmark Western from director John Sturgis is a remake of of a 1954 Japanese film by Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Um, Seven Samurai. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh. No, and everyone tells me I should see it, and I know I should. If you'd like to watch it, I will lend you my Criterion Blu-ray. Beautiful, thank you. It's awesome. Um, the um, God, is it some? Is seven in the name? I know there's hateful eight, but that's um, Quentin Tarantino, and that was in the 2010s, something like that. Um, I was gonna say Dirty Dozen because I'm thinking of something with a number in it. But Dirty Dozen, I think, is like a war movie. And I think this movie was even, if I remember correctly, this movie was made again, I think, later on. Um, based off of the that movie. It may have been called something different altogether. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say... Um, just like picture you being like, yeah, all that information you said was right, but you got the fucking answer wrong. You fucking dingus. Um, try at least think of like a good sounding fucking answer. Um, seven samurai and it's called the seven, the, the something seven, the oh, what the fuck is it called? Um, the magnificent seven. Mark, everything that you said was right, but you got that correct. Holy shit! Yes. No way! Yes! Oh my god! Well done! <laughs> the Magnificent Seven. Oh my god! How in the hell did Yul I pull Brenner, that? Steve McQueen, Charles oh, Bronson, and others. Glorious! Glorious! Oh my god! I can't believe I got it! 1960. God, Jesus! Mm-hmm. Oof! It was a box office disappointment in the States, but it uh, made a profit in Europe. Of course. They love that American Western over there. Of course. So, of course they do. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Called uh, tepid by critics and pallid in comparison to the original uh, Seven mm. Samurai. So good sus. Good Thank answer. You. Thank you. Here is your last question of the second round from me. What 1985 novel by John Irving? was turned into a 1999 drama that won two Academy Awards 
including best screenplay based on material previously produced or published and best supporting actor. Well, there's what's eating Gilbert grape, but that came out much earlier than 99. Um, John Irving. There's, uh, um, mm, what are his other books? A Widow for One Year. Ninety nine, you said, and it won an Oscar. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. Um, won two Academy Awards. What were they for? Uh, they were for best screenplay based on material previously produced or published, and best supporting actor. <laughs> hmm. Well, the screenplay thing is obviously because it's based on a John Irving novel, so that doesn't really do much for me. But the supporting actor, 99. So that means the movie came out in 98. Did you say the movie came out in 99? Yes. Okay. Did you hear Adnan Syed is... Uh being released from prison. I did. I also heard that there was a new episode of serial that's been released from the first season. So they've gone back <laughs> to season one <laughs> and, and released a 13th episode <laughs> years later. I, I might like have that. to go back and re-listen to that fucking, I, a, a lot of people say it's, you know, the thing that got them into pod. I think it's the first podcast I really listened to. Everyone was yeah. talking about it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. And I was like, Whoa. Whoa. It was definitely produced in a uh, radio level, you know, professional radio level production standard. Yeah. But plus the story is so fucking it's, you know, it's what sparked, you know, that is what sparked the obsession with true crime. Like Mm -hmm. that we have, I mean, not that there was never, you know, obviously there's been, you know, unsolved mysteries and all this stuff before, but this, is what really kicked the fucking horse in the teeth. That's a saying I just made up. Kyle and I were talking about it and and she remarked um, how some of the people that were involved in uh, season one of the podcast um, from the case perspective, not from the radio side or the podcast side, but from the case side uh, were disappointed in how things were presented or, you know, how much, um, uh, equitability was given to both sides during the podcast. And from my perspective, you know, the people who make cereal are not necessarily seeking um, to evoke a sense of justice for any one person. Their job is to make a podcast that tells a good story. And they are professionals at that and they know how to grip you and they might edit or leave certain facts out in order to make you think a certain way to keep you engaged and listening to the entire podcast. Yep. So that is something to consider when you're consuming any kind of media, 
is you know the intention of the the people that are making it and and for serial that's what they're doing you know they they found a good story and that's what they're doing they're telling you a good story if you want if you want all the uh the facts of the case and and all that stuff you are gonna have to do a lot more work than just listening to 12 one-hour episodes of a podcast um that's just that's just the way it is you know you can be upset about the way that it's presented and stuff like that but ultimately it is a uh um entertainment feature and they're telling you a story and that's what they're doing but yeah i'm i'm intrigued and i you know i'm glad that justice is being served if, if that's indeed what this is which i hope it is and uh yeah i'm definitely gonna check that out what'd you ask me again <laughs> The question was, what 1985 novel by John Irving was turned into a 1999 drama film that won two Academy Awards, including Best Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor? Well, I'm pretty sure What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a John Irving book, but too late for that. Um, A Widow for One Year is definitely another John Irving book. I believe they did make that into a movie. I don't remember if that uh, got any Academy Awards. There's another movie that I'm thinking of that uh, stars uh, Nick Stahl and Marissa Tomei, and I think s- maybe Susan Sarandon as well. And um, uh, oh, what's his name? Maplethorpe. I can't remember his first name. He's Tom Cruise's cousin, though. And I think Tom Wilkinson might have won an Academy Award for this movie called In the Bedroom. And I don't know if that's a uh, John Irving story. Is it 99? That's close. I think that movie came out in like the early 2000s. It feels like it could be a John Irving story. But I, I can't go with it knowing that A Widow for One Year is a John Irving book. And I think I'm, I think I'm missing another... Um, I think I'm even missing... I mean, I know Irving has written several books. 99. It's not Chocolate. Chocolate. The Constant Gardener. Is that an Irving's type story? It's certainly an Irving like title. It sounds like a book that he would write, but I don't know if that story uh, matches up. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with A Widow for One Year. Sorry, that's incorrect. Good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. The uh, the best supporting actor was Michael Caine. The Cider House Rules oh, is the correct answer. That Cider is one House that I rules. forgot about. Yep, the Cider House Rules. Mm-hmm. All right. And it does well, rule, doesn't it? <laughs> the Cider House <laughs> Rules. I love that Cider House, man. That shit rules so hard. <laughs> Well, how about a question about the weather? Yeah, let's wrap this uh, second round. Yeah, let's let's do this. While a gust lasts for seconds, what is the meteorological term for a sudden sharp increase in sustained wind speed that lasts for minutes? While a gust lasts for seconds, what is the meteorological term for a sudden sharp increase in sustained wind speed that lasts for minutes? I should say, Lee, and as long as it's talking with you, talk of the weather will do. 
saying this front man of yes, built a spill, Doug mm-hmm. Marsh. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say what's kind of on my mind. Um, I'm going to say flurry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the correct answer is a squall. Uh, okay. A squall. a squall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. A gust <laughs> and then a squall. Almost guessed a gale. Make, make oh. me think of Royal Tenenbaums. Wind's blowing up a gale today, he says. Mm. Well, he's a at gale. his uh, what is a rehab gale? clinic. Uh, who knows? Well, I want to know now. I want to know this nonsense. A gale is defined as the national by the National Weather Service as sustained surface winds moving at a speed bef- between 34 and 47 knots, which is between 39 and 54 miles per hour. Forecasters typically, this is from Wikipedia, forecasters typically issue gale warnings when winds of this strength are expected. So it's uh, a squall. Or when people named gale are very upset. Yeah, a gale is is much more stronger, much much stronger than a squall. No, not more stronger. No, it's it's much stronger than a squall. We don't do that here. Okay, that's fair. All right. (laughs) I just wanted to emphasize how strong it was. (laughs) More stronger. Not just more and not just stronger. Mm -hmm. More stronger. Now we are going to wrap up our second round and we are going to take a quick respite before coming back with our third and final round. Our last questions of the evening. And we're back. Round three. <laughs> Fight. Ready? Mark. Yes. You asked me recently about the uh, chemical element with atomic number 20. My seven chemical letters. element. Yes. I didn't, I didn't get to calcium, but I'm, I'm throwing the volley back. I've got okay. a, I've got another periodic table question for you. What chemical element with the atomic number 15 is a key component of the striking surface on a matchbook? I'm not giving you the number of letters here, but I'm giving you a little wow, hint. Wow, rude. Yeah. You want the number of letters? Sure. Ten. Oof. Big boy. Big boy. Let me think. Let me count with my fingers and toes. Let me get some chis and bop going. Get your chis and pop going. Well, that puts a world of hurt on my guess. Um... Hmm, 10, huh? Yes, sir. Well, hot damn. Atomic number 15. Um, shit, man. I don't know. Um, There's actually a, a history about this that you might not be aware of that the original version of this uh, was causing all sorts of like deformities and people that worked in matchbook factories. And they actually had to change to a different type of this chemical element um, for safety reasons in the 20th century. So it made a bit of news. Hmm. I mean, my, my first guess was sulfur. Cause I know it smells like sulfur. 
smells like sulfur. Um, I shouldn't have told you the number of letters. Now we're going to be here until you <laughs> come up with the 10 letter <laughs> chemical element. Yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> um, no, I mean, well, I, you know, I don't want to sound like an idiot guessing something that isn't 10 letters, I guess. So that's fair. Forget I said anything. um i mean you know i think of some of the lighter elements um hydrogen helium um lighter than calcium um because i think atomic number goes by atomic weight but i could be wrong um Something that's flammable. Jeez. Uh, I'm just going to say, I think I'm just going to end up throwing in the towel instead of guessing a fucking word that is not 10 letters. Um, I'm just trying to think if I can think of anything that looks longer in my mind. Um, Ay, 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 ay. I'm almost at the end of the alphabet. I'm just kind of doing a cursory glance through the alphabet to see if I can, if anything jumps out at me. Like a 10 letter word that begins with S or T. Um, I, uh, I don't know. The correct answer is phosphorus. Phosphorus. First, they used a white phosphorus for the matchbooks, and as I mentioned, there were safety concerns and switched over to the red phosphorus. That's why the matchbooks are red as we know them today. When's the last time you held a matchbook? Uh, I don't know. Within the last, might be a year or two, maybe three. I think Graveyard Shift might have given out some recently. Yeah, I try not to take shit I won't use. I have enough shit already. I don't oh, really yeah. use matches. You know what I mean? Like I'd be taking them. Mark, are you telling me you're never, you know, dropping a fart or something more and you need to light a candle or even just uh, a match well, will do sometimes. As you I have, uh, they've got a distinct I, smell. I have candles and I have those, uh, things. Uh, you've got electric. Light them. Yeah. An electric what? lighter. Are they electric? Are it's they electric? I think it's like a little flint thing. I don't think it's electric flint. Yeah, right? No, they're using fuel. Yeah, but I mean, it's a flint flint to start the fire, and then the fuel keeps it going. We're still using flint? I think so. I don't fucking know, Lee. I, you know, maybe. I, you know, I think of my mom's phosphorus. Well, my mom's old, uh, you know, my mom had and dad both were heavy smokers, and they had, um, Zippos where you'd have to put Mm. a new little thing that would, allow it to like you know when you it would spark and then the 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 lighter fluid in there would keep the fire going but you got to get a spark and that's what flint does like the flint stones yeah yeah i just didn't know if bic lighters were still using flick right well i mean i don't know maybe how do they work i feel like a juggalo right now how do they work how do they work uh lee do you have a pen and paper handy uh, or you can, u- or you yeah, can yeah, use yeah. your phone you can use your phone if you want okay i trust you 
open mm-hmm. up uh, a text message or a, 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 I got a notepad, some kind of notepad. All right, I'm going to give you four time periods and rock systems, and I want you to put them in order from oldest to newest. Okay. Triassic, mm-hmm. Jurassic, Cambrian, and Devonian. Triassic, Jurassic, Cambrian, Devonian is D-E-V-O-N-I-A-N. Never heard of that one. And I want them from oldest first Uh to newest. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the following order. Devonian. And I'm putting that oldest because I don't recognize it at all. Then I'm going to go with Cambrian uh, next because I, I think I have heard the term pre-Cambrian. And that would be weird to say if there was a ton of stuff before it. Then I'm going to say Triassic. And then I'm going to say Jurassic. And I'm putting Jurassic at the end because I have a feeling that I remember um, I have a, a memory of looking this stuff up and being like, Jurassic isn't even like the original. It's like new. That's weird that they picked it when it's like not even the oldest, which is like a stupid thing for a kid to think. No, but I don't think so. That's <laughs> that, that's what I'm <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Devonian, Cambrian, Triassic, Jurassic. Lee, so close. So close. Really? The correct answer is Cambrian, Devonian, Uh, Triassic, Jurassic. So pre-Cambrian. Yeah. Why would I? uh, I should have flipped those. Well, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. They always are. I'm no paleontologist or geologist. I'm just a quiz master. I like asking questions, and I like learning information I didn't know before. So I thank you for that, my friend. I thank you. You're no paleontologist, but you are a pale quiz master. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and uh, that is it for today's episode, everybody. Oh. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the No No in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. We hope that you do. And please, well, not please, but if you want to. You can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Maybe we can do something like if we get a certain amount of uh, um, people that uh, review, we'll do something stupid, huh? Like if we get a a certain number of ratings on Apple Podcasts? if we get up to 150 ratings... Wait, uh, we're there. We're at 152 right now. Okay. When we get up to 200 ratings... We'll, I don't know. Mm. We'll do something. Well, uh, you can smear peanut butter all over my chest. Okay. I don't know. We'll do something like that. But the McRib <laughs> season's coming up, so maybe we can do something McRib heavy. Thank yeah, you to our... Any excuse to eat a McRib. 
Oh no, please, not the McRib. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a couple of brand new Patreon patrons. Thank you so much to our new proverbial light keeper, Sam Spencer. Yes. And, our, and also our new Rumple Snailskins, Aunt Kiki and Clay. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate everything uh, that you do uh, helping us out with the show so we thank can keep you. it. Hashtag no ads. Um, big thanks to our quiz daddies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volkett, Esma, and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah Cooper, Hank, Luke, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P, Justin Phosphorus, and Justin M. Justin Magnificent Seven. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Cy, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Stephen, Kenya, Dallas, and all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question, or rate us with a write my question. Or a miscorrection, no nonsense trivia gmail.com is the email address. You can also send a voice message to that email or give us a call at 1929-356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. If you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five Five stars stars only, only, please. please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.